This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Aaron Sagers, and this is Talking Strange. Hello, spooky nerds, and welcome to Talking Strange, a paranormal pop culture show with the Denny Geek Network. I'm your host, journalist, author, researcher of weird things, Aaron Sagers, also from 28 Days Haunted on Netflix, and Paranormal Caught on Camera, now airing its sixth season on Travel Channel and the Max streaming service. Today's guest is director Gareth Edwards, who launched onto the scene with the 2010 kaiju movie monsters then helmed the big movie big monster movie godzilla the reboot in 2014 and he also directed rogue one a star wars story in 2016 which is uh, a flick that i definitely happen to like and filled in some gaps in the in the star wars story now he's the director producer and co-writer of the creator the science fiction film about a war between humans and artificial intelligence and a super weapon that happens to be in the form of a child. The creator is in theaters now, and Gareth joined me at San Diego Comic-Con last July to talk about the movie. But before we even began recording, he alluded to this crazy potential UFO story, and that's sort of the part of this chat that we we began with that had me quite excited and it was just one of those things that you know you're chatting about random things and uh and i asked him i'm like oh is there anything that you haven't really been asked about with this flick or just in general uh, that you want to talk about and he says uh, well there's this one thing and he kind of gave me a teaser of it i'm like yep that's it that's the story so anyhow, check it out. Here is Gareth Edwards, the director, producer, and co-writer of The Creator. Okay, I've got a lot of things i got to ask you, and this is sort of the tangent thing that as a journalist I should not open with. But in the trailer, there's this shot. It looks like a space station. There's some funky blue laser thing happening, and I'm like, Outside of everything else in this film, what is that about? Um, well, you get, I guess you get little light inspiration from all sorts of places. Um, that one has a really weird story behind it that's 100% true. When we were doing Star Wars, um, a friend of mine who was also a concept artist, who's like one of the big concept artists on the film, um, we're both fans of aliens and things. And so we always jokingly talked about going to Area 51. And and he kept saying to me, like, I kept promising. He worked on Godzilla and I kept promising. His name's Matt Alsop. And I was like, he was like, um, as a return favor, we're going to drive to a sort of desert road trip and go to Area 51. And we never did. We always ran out of time. It was never going to happen. And then in the middle of Star Wars Rogue One, it, there was a certain point. It was like, okay, we're going to do it. We've got the weekend. This is it's now or never. Let's go. So we flew to L.A. We rented a car. Drove out to the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know if you know where this place is, right? I do. Okay. So have you been there? 
continue on with the story. I will, yes, <laughs> you, you go on. And so, and so basically we go there and, and it's like, we sit there and we're trying to have one of these moments. It was about midnight. We, we pull in to the area where if you go any further, you get shot. So we kind of stop there for a bit and we go, okay, and we unwind the windows. We put a bit of close encounters or some music on and we sit out like Dukes of Hazard, like out the sides of the door. And we just sort of watch the stars. And, <laughs> and then suddenly there's these like little lights that move and you go, and we were like, what is that? And it looked like a helicopter, but then it sort of move a bit quicker. And we got really excited and then he disappeared. And we kind of felt like, oh my God, we had an alien moment. What was, you know, that was kind of like where we came and we were really super excited about it. We got back in the car and we were like, should we head back to the hotel, which was in Vegas? We're like, yeah, we probably should because it's going to be like 4am by the time we get there. And as we're having this conversation, we just look ahead of us and there was a, like a, a what you'd call like a red square, like imagine just illuminated red square just appeared in the middle of the road and we just absolutely shat ourselves. And then it started moving towards us and we were like, what the fuck is that? Can I swear? Yes. And, and then we were like, what the fuck is going on? And we start reversing. We did one of these like awkward Austin Powers, like seven point turns <laughs> yeah. because you, you didn't want to get caught in the gravel. And this just, this sort of red square just kept moving towards us, drifting towards us. And we were like, like we turned into little kids, like panicking kind of thing. And we, we drove on, got onto the main road and went. And as we went over the hill, I look back and there's something I can only describe as a Pink Floyd concert happened where this massive laser light or something went all across the back of the hill. And I could see it in the mirror. And I was like, Matt, 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 did you see that? And he's like, what? And I was like, did you see that? It was a big fucking laser. And he was like, and he, I don't know. And I was like, you'd know it was fucking massive. And as we're having this sort of conversation, as we in front of us on the mountain in front of us, this grid-like laser just projected onto the mountain and kind of like flashed and rotated and then disappeared. And we completely freaked out. Like we were like, we were, like I was like genuinely scared and and we end up like going down the hill and slowly pulling over and we pull over into this little side of the road and for about 30 minutes we're like saying all kinds of shit to each other and like oh my god I can't believe what the fuck's going on blah 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 and we're looking back the whole time totally paranoid that something else is going to happen and about 30 minutes into this these car headlights turn on and they were like half a meter away from our car and the entire time someone with their headlights off was just behind our car and we had no idea and we go, ah, and we just like pull away, drive off. We drive for like an hour. There's no one behind us. We think we start to pull in, like to talk again. And the car headlights come on again. And they were obviously driving with night vision or something. And we were like, oh my God, we're fucked. We're going to be like, you know, you know, kicked out of the country and everything. And, and as we drive towards the nearest um, part of civilization, which was this gas station, a cop car starts coming towards us. And we're like, here's where we get arrested. And as it was coming towards us, uh, it just the other car we started to see the other car because we're coming into the light and both cars slowed down and stopped and we just carried on driving they didn't seem to care and we were so scared we slept in the same bedroom <laughs> in the same bed because we thought someone was going to come like the fbi were going to come that night and arrest us or something but afterwards we were like we got to put that in a movie and and we tried in the, the movie we tried in star wars and it always haunted me this idea of something projecting down from the heavens and uh, so when I got to do the creator, I made sure we, we got it in there. So, and I know we're supposed to talk about creator, but I'm setting the notes down because, so what these, some of these people know, other people don't, is so I do this, but my job also involves talking about UFOs, paranormal, and overall weird 
stuff out there. So my question for you is, what do you think it was? Because there's different theories that there's extraterrestrial stuff happening out there. Some people think it's uh, tech that we're developing. Uh, some people think it's tech that our, our uh, powers are developing reverse engineered from other stuff. So what do you think you experience and what do you think is out there? I think what happened to us, the literal things that happened to us, I think it was security guards fucking with us. Like, I think they had invested in some equipment that projected lasers and did illuminated stuff. And they were like, there's these kids, they're not moving, they're down the bottom. All right, let's go get, let's go mess with them, right? And I think that's that's probably what we experienced because it makes no sense at all what we saw. It doesn't, it just doesn't compute. Um, but in terms of what's really going on at Area 51, I think there's definitely black ops projects going on that are way beyond anything we think is happening that might be interpreted as UFOs, whether they've been reverse engineering anything from UFOs, I, I think it's possible. I think all this um, UAP stuff mm -hmm. that's going on is so like so fascinating that that's like, it's sort of taken a back seat in the news at the moment because of AI. Um, but I do feel like there's a turning of the tide with the transparency of it all. And if the, if the US government really don't understand what this is and they're willing to sort of trick it into the public eye, like it, it's, it tells you that, that they don't know what it is either, you know, and, and that something's going on. Well, well, I mean, based on your story, what you're saying, I, I think it'd be one thing if they're just screwing with some kids that got too close, but the, the extended amount of time that lapsed with you being followed, you seeing the thing, it almost sounds like maybe you were seeing something you weren't supposed to, and then they were following you off of prop property, you know? Yeah, we wondered if it was a bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, yeah, I mean, as far as the UAP stuff and what's going on with our own government, and I think this could also extend to AI, uh, I don't think they know what's going on, but also we see like this UF UFO UAP flap that tends to reoccur every 50 years or so, where it's like, oh, look at, you know, now we're gonna talk about it and give you the straight dope, but then nothing ever really emerges from it, which to me just sounds like, obfuscation yeah i the whole i mean we can just totally go off on a tangent there's nothing to do with this movie but it's like it's the whole bob lazar of it all like where yeah. do you believe that and i mean i think that we have a problem with a lot of people that present themselves as former officials and i worked for the government or whatever i mean technically if you were a, a sorting mail in a post office you can then 10 years later say like well i worked for the government and i saw some shady stuff so i think there's a lot of people that have come forward and said they were on the inside and then they actually weren't now i do think there's weird stuff going on out there and our government probably knows more about it than they're letting on yeah yeah i think yeah, I definitely. I think. I mean, definitely. The idea that we're alone in the universe is. Uh, I, I can't. I can't believe that. Like we we have a sample of one. You know, like we're on a planet and there's life on it. Yeah. Um, the idea that every single other dot in the sky doesn't have anything like that is kind of very arrogant. Well, I guess because we probably should talk at some point about the creator. <laughs> the, do you think that the threats? to humanity are more from within what we create ourselves or from without there is actually a correlation because the, why haven't we been contacted right what what why isn't there a million of the civilizations out there and one good argument is at a certain point in their evolution they create ai right they create the, something based on their own brains that then supersedes them and ends in their destruction and nothing gets beyond that point and that's that's something 
we can't be 100 percent sure we're not going to do to ourselves now like like ai has the potential to be this phenomenal tool that could cure cancer and make us immortal and all these other things um but it could also accidentally destroy us like it's so powerful so like maybe that's that reason why we don't see anything you know and that'd be a scary truth if that was the case or we have just caution tape around our planet because we're the bad neighborhood in the quadrant they're just like these kids they don't know what they're doing over there they're just playing with some dangerous toys you don't want to hang out with them you don't want to hang out with them although i mean there is one of the classic ufo theories is that people have reported this notion of the grays and some people have said that those aren't actually uh alien beings but more like organic drones or ai yeah, the problem is with drones, though. Like we sh- and we shot our movie, The Creator, that comes out September 29th. Yeah, so, with, which we're very a, excited about seeing. Sorry if we're going with, on a with tangent. With drones, uh, is there's so many drones in the sky now. I, if you see any footage, I'm like, it's probably just a drone. You know, it's not. It's and and the thing with AI coming along and being able to generate video so realistically without any skill set whatsoever, you're not going to be able to trust anything you see anymore. Like, it's going to really change things. Are you ultimately an optimist or a pessimist with? new technology and just about humanity and where it's going. I'm an optimist. I think we'll get through, but just by the skin of our teeth. I think we don't, we don't do anything about anything. That's We'll walk right to the edge of the cliff. And I think we'll save ourselves at the last possible second, not everybody, but we're like really rubbish at seeing something obviously coming and preventing it. Like we, as individuals, everyone's very smart, does all the right things. As a unit, it's everyone else's problem and everyone else's fault, you know, and no one does anything. And and I, I, and that's the problem with AI coming so clearly at us is we're all talking about it. We all know it's coming. No one's really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like we have these nice conversations, but there's no nothing in place. There's no strategy. If it if it did suddenly get out of hand, you know. Yeah, it's a Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black. A person is smart, but people are dumb. Uh, kind of comment that an individual might be ethical and wanted to be guided in the right direction, but overall we tend to be very dum-dums about things i mean you're from i and i i haven't seen the the film yet i'm very excited about it but tonally it yes we have this sort of apocalyptic vibe happening but obviously correct me if i'm wrong it doesn't strike me as a bleak film is it i mean would you say that it's bleak or is there a sliver of hope within it emotionally i hope not no it's not bleak um but it's I think my favorite films are films where you've got the whole spectrum of emotions and whatever you're feeling that day as you watch it, at some point it will pick you up. Like, you know, if you're in a bad mood, at some point the character on that journey gets into the same headspace you're in and then you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you carry on the journey and it go and it takes you somewhere. And and so it's it's got a whole spectrum of feelings when you watch it. I don't think it's one individual thing. And I hope it's emotional. Um, that was certainly the goal. Like, I feel like, I mean, maybe the trailer communicates this, but um, like, you know, if you don't slightly nearly tear up at some point, then I've probably failed. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very stoked for it. Uh, and yes, we talked about the creator, but I'm also excited <laughs> that we talked about other weird stuff. Uh, Gareth, thank you so much for your time today. Legitimately my favorite interview that I've done at San Diego Comic-Con so far. So thanks so much, my friend. Thanks a lot. Cheers. <laughs> And that was Gareth Edwards, director of The Creator, which is in theaters now. Again, this is the kind of chat that gives me so much joy because when the topic of strange and unusual phenomena seemingly emerges out of nowhere in conversation, I get pretty giddy. So that was clearly the case here. And it's 
kind of interesting that this strange experience's lights in the sky went on to provide inspiration to a creator. Well, the creator of the creator. Now, before I leave you for this episode, I want to share a listener-submitted story. This comes to us from Chad, who is part of the paranormal investigation group Dr. Ghost Hunters. I met Chad at Phenomicon in Vernal, Utah. I was excited to be there just a couple weeks ago. Now, Chad is indeed a real doctor who hunts ghosts, so it's not just a catchy name. He joined our band of weirdos at the Geeky Creepy Tiki Travels Patreon, patreon.com slash Aaron Sagers, and he then sent along this story to the Talking Strange at Den of Geek email. So let's hear this story from Chad. Hello, Aaron. I hope this email finds you well. I have a story that I believe your listeners would love to hear. It's a paranormal experience that continues to haunt me, even now, a year after it happened. Located in Payson, Utah, the Petit Neat Arts and Cultural Center is a place known for its daytime arts and cultural activities, but it transforms into a paranormal investigation hotspot after dark. Although there's no documented history of gruesome deaths or torture associated with this former schoolhouse, one particular room within the center, known as the War Room, has gained a haunting reputation. I must emphasize that I approach paranormal investigations with a scientific mindset, drawing on principles of experimentation and skepticism. This comes from my day job as a physician. To set the stage for this story, it's essential to describe the layout of the war room. It's a roughly 30 by 30 foot room on the second floor, with display cases lining the outer walls and three to four foot display cases forming three aisles in the center. Our first indication of paranormal activity during the investigation came from the SLS figures, which appeared to stand over a specific display case situated along one of the aisles. Shortly thereafter, our spirit box began responding directly to our questions. As I paced the aisles near the display cases, I suddenly felt a startling and stabbing pain in the center of my chest, a sensation unlike anything I have ever experienced before. As a physician, I instinctively tried to diagnose the source of this new pain. It wasn't due to anxiety or panic attacks or acid reflux or any musculoskeletal or cardiovascular issue. I'm fortunate to enjoy good health and this pain was entirely unprecedented. The pain persisted for several moments, prompting me to call out to the spirits, questioning if they were the cause. In response, the spirit box chillingly declared we're going to find you, followed by an ominous laugh that sent shivers down my spine. My fellow investigator, Jason, astutely inquired if there were any purple hearts amongst the display cases. To our astonishment, the spirit box replied, right there, Chad, calling my name. I couldn't believe what I was hearing and experiencing. No scientific explanation I knew of could account for these events. I was utterly stunned as I peered into the display case immediately next to where I had experienced the pain, I found a purple heart. 
There was no accompanying history or context with the display, just a name, Louise Ellsworth. I called out the name, and once again, the spirit box responded, that's it. Remarkably, the pain in my chest ceased as soon as I left the room and has not returned in the year since that night. I've tried tirelessly to debunk or rationalize the sequence of events from that fateful investigation, but to this day, I remain unable to do so. I hope you find this story as fascinating and spine-tingling as I do. And thanks for sharing my story, says Chad. It was a pleasure meeting you at Phenomicon and Vernal. I'll say to your listeners... You are, in fact, as genuine and personable in the flesh as you are on TV. Thanks for all that you do, and until next time, be kind, stay spooky, and keep it weird. All right, Chad. Well, thank you for thank you for that compliment, but also thank you for that that really incredible story. Um, that does sound like this series of events where you're getting a direct response to a sensation. Just a lot of things happening. So that's really kind of the meat and potatoes, the things that you really want from a paranormal investigation so again that was chad from dr ghost hunters and you know what you guys out there you can view his investigation at the dr ghost hunters youtube kind of uh, beginning around the timestamp of 16 minutes and 11 seconds so guys check that out that's chad and that's dr ghost hunters on youtube uh, what did you guys think of chad's story let me hear about it email me at talking strange at den of geek and if you send in a, a story, you can read it yourself and send me the audio, or I'll read it for you. Either way, you get a free plug. That's the deal. Chad, we're shouting out Dr. Ghost Hunters on YouTube. So that's the exchange. So send me stories of anomalous experiences. Maybe you've seen creatures in the woods, unusual lights in the sky or in the water. Maybe encounters with what you believe might be a ghost, or maybe an elemental, or even if you think you've met some being wearing a human skin suit. I'm looking at you, lizard people. Send it along, talkingstrange at denofgeek.com. All right, folks, that is it for me this week. I am on Mackinac Island in Michigan with Amy Bruni's Strange Escapes event, and I'm recording this in a hotel room. Not, not the first time uh, for recording an intro in a hotel room, so apologies for any acoustics issue. But I'm now going to be heading out and looking for some ghosts myself. So keep an eye out on social media. And if I find anything strange or unusual, I will post about it. So I'm Aaron Sagers, and this has been Talking Strange. Until next time, much as Chad referenced, be kind, stay spooky, and keep it weird. Talking Strange is a part of the Den of Geek Network, available wherever you listen to other podcasts. If you like what we're doing, share Talking Strange with your friends and fellow spooky nerds. And please, subscribe, rate, and leave a nice review. If you have a strange or paranormal story you would like to share with us, please email talkingstrange at denofgeek.com for a chance to have it read on a future episode. For video episodes of Talking Strange, check out twitch.tv slash denofgeektv and youtube.com slash denofgeekus. And please follow at TalkStrangePod on Twitter and at Aaron Sagers on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon for more paranormal pop culture content.